Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. This rain's starting to scare me. I'm seeing animals couple up and go onto a big arc-like ship. And just, overall, apocalyptic. I don't like it. I don't like it at all, but it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through over the next hour. Got the Joe Rose Show talking with ESPN's Cameron Wolf about Tula, Marino, the Dolphins. Dan Lebetard shows got those weekend observations for you. Then Hawk and Crowder, their obsession with uncut gems will continue. But right now, let's get into the headlines. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross thinks there will definitely be a football season this year. In addition, he plans to have some fans in the stands. The NHL will resume with a 2014 playoff in two hub cities. The Panthers will play the Islanders in the postseason. The NBA is in talks with Disney to resume basketball at the ESPN Wide World of Sports in Orlando. Inter-Miami's Lee Wynn says the team is taking baby steps in training. MLS play remains suspended. Damian Lillard says he will not return to play unless his Trailblazers have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. If the playoffs were to start today, Portland would not make the cut. Russell Wilson, Sue Bird, and Megan Rapinoe will host the ESPY Awards remotely. The ceremony is June 1st on ESPN. Yep. And with that, let's take a step into the day spa. <sighs> Charles Barkley admits to playing a game drunk after day drinking to celebrate a trade he believed that would have sent him from Philadelphia to Los Angeles. The Hall of Famer says he doesn't quite remember how he played in the game. Well, obviously. A car wash employee in North Carolina recently fished out a man's IRS stimulus check from the garbage and returned it to its owner. This is how that interaction went. Hey, I found your stimulus check in the trash. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A man has named his recently born twin daughters after TV villains Azula in Avatar The Last Airbender and Eclipsa from Star vs. The Forces of Evil. I got a name for him. Nerd! Now on the weather. Tonight's forecast, rain with temperatures around 80. Mornings. 
They're much easier when you have some Joe. Joe Rose Show. He's on weekdays from 6 to 10. Earlier today, he, Zach Krantz Hollywood, caught up with ESPN's Cameron Wolf talking about his Tua, Marino. Also, Miami. Is it a Dolphins town? And the new coordinators that the team got in the offseason. So is Tua ready to become Miami's biggest star since Dan Marino? Pretty good, man. You're, you're <laughs> the think... lead dog today on ESPN.com, man. Yeah, man, I, I think that is a worthy question. And the fact that we're having that question is, is enough for Dolphins fans to be excited. I think for a while, and you talked to me about it in that piece, and I talked to Dwayne about it, just the fact that this city has been starving for a Dolphins player, a Dolphins quarterback to lead them to the area, even close to what Dan Marino did. And I think that, too, is the closest thing yet. So will he reach the Marino weight area? That's probably too heavy of a weight to put on him. But I definitely think that he could be next in line. That's something that would be really good for Miami and Dolphins fans. Well, the guy's a complete rock star, and I saw your videos from your article also from Radio Row, and I happened to be there also that same day he walked in, and I saw crowds around plenty of people. I saw Christian McCaffrey there. I saw athletes in there. I mean, I saw plenty of guys there from the NFL and from all other things. I could not believe the crowd that was following him around there, and it was kind of that rock star status there, and and we kind of know the, the situation down here where he's coming into camp, and he's going to be behind, and Ryan Fitzpatrick definitely has... I guess the advantage to start over him because he knows the offense better. But would you be surprised at all if Tua does play this year at some point, uh, maybe later in the season more than earlier? No, I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I think that's probably the most likely case. That's not necessarily what I would do. You know, I wrote a column about three weeks ago saying they should redshirt him for the 20s, and I still believe that. I know that Brian Flores is a a champion of competition. And I just, I just feel like if two is everything that we think he is, at some point during the season, he's going to be lighting it up in practice. He's going to be, you know, impressing all his teammates. He's going to be looking like the guy they thought they drafted. And if, if Brian Flores is seeing that every day in practice, it's going to be hard for him not to say, hey, kid, go in there and play. So I, I do think that it, it wouldn't surprise me that if sometime in the second half of the season they go to Tua, give him a shot. But I, I hope they really give him due diligence to get that hip ready, get everything back on track and make sure the offensive line is ready for him to live behind it. Cam, were you surprised why the ESPN NFL team that does this for a living, their NFL shows year-round, why don't think they want to see him right away? They they want to see him play. If he's healthy, he should be in there and, and get him ready. He'll be that much better for year two. That surprised me a little bit. Yeah, it's like on Christmas when you get a new video game and your mom says, hey, you know, we got to eat breakfast first. You can't play it yet. You know, you got to got to get all these things right in line before you can attack it. But but the kid doesn't want to wait. You know, you want to see what the, what the toy can do with the video game. I think that's the mindset that, you know, a lot of the analysts have, a lot of fans have that, hey, we said he's ready to go. Why can't he play from week one? And I think it's changed over the years. I think it used to be the standard maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago for quarterbacks to sit for a year or two. And now they all play in year one, like almost all of them. So it seems like an outlier if they don't play. I think that it makes sense for two to be the outlier given the situation, given the coronavirus, given everything that goes with this season. But I understand the urgency to say, hey, let him just go out there and play. Yeah, I think one of the best quotes from the article, by the way, uh, comes from Dwayne Wade, who I know you spoke to, had a Zoom uh, conference with him. If the, the quote is, if the Dolphins get it going, it's going to be a Dolphins town. And I know Joe was down here when he started playing football, when it, all there was was hurricanes and Dolphins. That's it. There was no other sports down here. And I grew up down here, and I saw what it was like during the Marino days when every Sunday, whether you won or lost, you had a chance to win because of that quarterback, because of that guy. And I thought Dwayne's quote was 
was great because when he brought down here with the big three, we were the epicenter of sports, not just basketball, but Miami was the epicenter of all sports. And all of a sudden you bring a quarterback down here like Tua, who might not even play his first year. And all of a sudden he's the number one selling jersey. He's the rock star. It is incredible what one player can do. And he hasn't even been on the field yet to make this kind of talk of the NFL down here in Miami. It's got to be crazy covering, especially for ESPN, when they're probably looking for you to write stuff on Tua almost every day now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to lie and say that this hasn't been good for business, uh, at least for me and for ESPN. Uh, uh, Ryan Fitz is is a great quarterback, but uh, he doesn't drive nearly as much traffic and content as Tua does. But yeah, no, I think you're right on the money when Wade said that to me, and he kind of said unsolicited uh, about the the Dolphins' town. I thought it made a lot of sense, but it's more powerful coming maybe the greatest player in Heat history to say that, hey, we did everything that we could. The Dolphins, at their peak, are still better than us. At, at our peak. And it's not necessarily competition. I think it's just a, a relevancy thing that, you know, a lot of people my age, a lot of the younger people in this market probably have never seen the Dolphins good. So they really probably have abandoned the team because they don't want to group for a mediocre team. If that changes, then you get a whole new audience of fans come on board. And I think that lifts this market into one of the top tier NFL markets uh, as far as, you know, uh, national attention. This is the, by far, I, I don't even think it's close. I know you and I talked about this. By far the biggest draft pick, celebrity, star power that the Miami Dolphins have ever had. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I haven't been here as long as you, so that's why I wanted you to speak on that more than me because I didn't want anybody to yell, what about this guy? What about this guy? But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I know that, like you, like we talked about in the story, Richard Williams was a trade a traded guy. You know, Dan Marino was a 27th overall pick. So all those those guys reached a level of star power after they were playing. I don't think either of those guys, homegrown guys that – Day one, we had this sort of buzz. So, yeah, I think it's this next level, especially in this offseason where he hasn't even done any OTAs. Like, we literally have not seen him on a field in a Dolphins uniform, and he's already one of the most talked-about players in the NFL. And I think that's something where, you know, for a franchise that over the last decade, the only time you see them in national headlines is chaos, whether it's Bulligate, whether it's, you know, the O-line coach with the with the powder, with, the uh, you know, Lawrence Timmons going AWOL. It seems like chaos has surrounded this team. Right. Now they have national relevancy for good reason, and I think that's something that should be great news for Dolphins fans. Hey, uh, real quickly, too, has Cl- Coach Flores said anything to you guys over there that cover the team every day about how they're going to handle what their thought is with Tua coming into this season? Everything I've heard from the Dolphins you know, headquarters and from Flores and our limited conversation with him has been they haven't got to see Tua yet. Like, Tua's still in Alabama working out, so they haven't seen him since – uh, the combine. So I think they're really slow playing it, and I think that's why it makes a lot of sense for him to sit um, a good portion of the season, if not all of the season, because even at this point, they might not be able to to uh, get their hands on him until day one of training camp, if they, if it happens. So I think it's way too early for them to say, hey, we're going to be able to start this guy, because they don't even, they haven't even had their team, their medical team, their their trainers, their um, coaches actually work with them on anything on the field. So I think that you should expect, you know, a slower process for Tua than, than maybe some are hoping. And I think that's for the better for him. Yeah, obviously, the worst case scenario for any Dolphin fan right now who lo- wants to see Tua is him redshirting. But if that is the case, I'm not upset about it because of Ryan Fitzpatrick. If there was anyone else at quarterback here, I don't know if I, maybe I'd be hesitant to say that. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of a coach in my mind also and what he did last year. And Joe used to come back every week after a, you know, a road trip. And I'm sure you saw too about how players would just kind of, they, they would just kind of like, like, a, a, like run to Ryan Fitzpatrick, come out with him. Him, go 
train with him. Go out there. And and for a quarterback to be drafted number five overall and the way that the Dolphins had to get to this, to get to that number five pick, if he does have to sit the season, there's no better situation than him sitting in a room with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Chan Gailey all year long and learning from those guys, right? Oh, yeah. It's the magic. You you can't, you can't go wrong with that. Uh, And I think, you know, you you drafted Tua for him to be a, a star, a franchise leader for the next 10 to 15 years, not just this next year one year. Although I know Brian Flores is trying to win this year, that's what he does. I don't think that you're you're all in on winning the Super Bowl this year. It's not a Super Bowl bust. Um, and I think Fitz keeps you afloat. Like, you won't have to worry about being embarrassed with Fitz in the game. I think, like you mentioned, he has an advantage of knowing Chan Gailey's system. He already played with a terrible offensive line last year, so even if the rookies don't develop well, he should be okay in that fashion. Tua has really shown a readiness, and this is something I talked to him and his team about, you know, over the last few months about sitting for a year. Like, this isn't something where they would be opposed to. They actually think there's some benefits for him sitting for, for a good portion, if not the whole season. So I definitely think that for all sides, it makes a lot of sense if, if, if Fitz is the guy um, for a good portion, if not all the season. Hey, Cam, kind of away from this story a little bit, one thing that surprised me, after, I thought it was a great coaching job last year. I, I think you agree with what the Dolphins end up doing, especially in the second half of the year. It's still weird right. to think that we got two new coordinators, offensively and defensively, saying all that, and Chan Gailey's now the offensive coordinator. How surprised are you, the way that all went down? Yeah, I, I think that I was surprised initially. I think I sent out a tweet the day after because I heard some stuff in December about what players had thought about it. And I didn't know a lot of it initially, but players just kept telling me, at least on the offensive side of about how complex things were. And I was kind of told, you know, situations that Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing like some backyard football in the huddle with some of the ways he was going about the offense and, and play calling and that sort of thing. And once I was told that, it kind of opened my eyes to, okay, yeah. they don't think that Chad or Shea, whether it was the complexity of the offense or whether it was his teaching style or a combination of them both, they don't feel like he can take them to the next level with this young. So although it looked from our perspective that O'Shea was doing a pretty decent job, I think a lot more of that may have been Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah. which gives me even more respect for him. So, And then on the defensive side of the ball, like I thought Josh Boyer was a really good coach coming in. I don't really know why Patrick Graham decided the Giants were better than him uh, to take, take a lateral move, but I just don't see that being a huge, significant drop-off or difference from Boyer to, to Patrick Graham. But the offensive change, that's definitely something that caught my eye and I'm going to keep an eye on uh, yeah. throughout the year. Hey, Cam, man, all I know is there you are, man. Like, yep, we got that <laughs> one guy for you with all those draft picks and free agents. And I said, the happiest man going right now is Cam Wolf, man, covering this team. <laughs> <laughs> what about, I mean, the fact that I know that for years, and we joke about it here on the radio show too, that the Johnny Manziel draft, all oh, the Browns, it was such a bust. They drafted Johnny Manziel. And we all forgot about the fact they also had like the seventh or eighth pick in that draft too. And that guy was a total bust too. Are the other two first round picks kind of just sitting back and just kind of smiling because all the talk <laughs> is going to be on Tua. None of it's going to be on anyone. It's almost like nothing's going to be on anyone else. It's kind of funny, right? They had three first round picks. We're not even talking about two of them. Right now, the pressure is, is definitely off on them. It's, the crazy part is all the other players in the draft can bust, but as long as Tua's good, nobody will call this a bad draft. <laughs> Um, it's just it's just the way it works. So those guys are, are definitely in a great position to succeed because expectations. Nobody's going to be looking at them day one. They're all going to be looking at two. I'll tell you what, though, Austin Jackson ain't getting a hall pass either at left tackle. <laughs> I mean, you talk about two most important positions on this team. Those might be it outside of 
couple of pass rushers that uh, they have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's right there with them, though, right? When you guys get tired of Tua, we got we to gotta cover Jackson. <laughs> hey, how you doing out there, man? You getting better? Yeah, so. man, especially especially if Tua's out there. If you get Tua hurt, you're definitely going to have a lot of spotlight on you. Uh, it's oh, not going to yeah. be a good time. No, that's right. As always, Cam, thank you, man. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. All right, thanks, guys. That's a good one. I'm agreeing with Stephen Ross. I think there's football, at least professionally, in September. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. Don't have to hope. I know I'm right when I say this. Dan Lebitard is next with this. Second headline, Eli Manning joins Twitter. (laughs) Hashtag COVID-19. That's just five minutes away on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Happy birthday to Hank Williams Jr., 71 years old. To one generation, he's known as Hank Williams' son. Another generation knows him as Bo Cephas. My generation knows him as the Monday Night Football Guy. Ah, yeah. Speaking of messed up people's birthdays, Lauren Hill, 45 years old today, got a Lauren Hill story. One time she showed up super late at a music festival in New Orleans. And, of course, being part of the media, working at radio stations, I was backstage doing interviews, doing stuff. And apparently... She wanted to go on right away, which meant one of my friend's bands got bumped from the lineup, and one of the members of the band said something about Lauren Hill, how can she do this? She's a has-been, and some of her people heard that, and them not liking that, got the band kicked out and me kicked out of the backstage area because I was around them and talking with them. They had my credentials pulled and everything, and I was like, how does Lauren Hill's people have the right to get my media credentials pulled? So needless to say, at least me and Lauren Hill's people did not get off on the right foot. Maybe Lauren Hill's cool, but sometimes the company you keep. Thanks, Lauren Hill, nonetheless. Speaking of hot messes, Stugatz. He and Dan Lebetard got your weekend observations. It is time for Stugatz to share his game notes. No one in the media will tell you what happened better than my boy Stu. Dan, an older, more relaxed tiger. Playing on his home course, combined with peak Phil, throwing a couple of legendary quarterbacks, and some Chuck B and Chuck, and boom! Just like that, the match is back. Speaking of back, Mike Tyson, ESPN.com, 5.50 p.m., Saturday afternoon, second headline, Eli Manning joins Twitter, (laughs) hashtag COVID-19, Sam Darnold, some advice, look straight ahead, do not look over your shoulder, I repeat, do not. I love that when Sam Darnold does decide to take a peek behind his shoulder, we'll see if the sun is shining exactly correct on him is a man who looks like a Trojan warrior. You've led a miserable football existence when signing a former Super Bowl MVP who is well past his prime. 
Makes you happy. Oh, no. It makes you happy? You think Sam Darnold is looking over his shoulder at Joe Flacco? Oh, I know he is. Oh, for the love of God. First it was mono, and now it's Flacco. I mean, it's unbelievable. I hate them, by the way. This is what excites me. I'm 47. Death. Taxes. And every six months or so, a sad story about Ryan Leaf. Profootballtalk.com. 6 p.m. Saturday. Top headline. One ex-patriot thinks Belichick will choose Hoyer over Stidham. Hashtag COVID-19. I mean, seriously. (laughs) The University of Michigan president said if students don't return to campus, there will be no football. Good for him. I'm guessing that playing football without the students returning would make it seem something like professional sports. And we wouldn't want that. You'll never love anything the way Phil Mickelson loves golf. You won't. See you in court, pal. Syndergaard. That's something my dad would say. He's 77. Ridiculous. I saw a headline that said Magic Johnson weighed in on the Jordan-LeBron debate. I didn't click on it because A, there is no debate. And B, whatever Magic said was the most obvious thing ever said about the debate. (laughs) The Chiefs are going to kick off again until like 2035. Uh, Seriously. Dan, would you kick off if you had Patrick Mahomes and one down to get 15 yards? Would you? I would never. Ever. Would you? You love, you love, uh, you hate the new onside rules. You love them. We'll get to that later. I can't stand them. I don't want to get on Alex Smith, but you guys were so right and I was so wrong because it would take Alex Smith seven downs to get 15 yards. Why do we love Phil so much? He goes for it on every shot, gambles on every shot. Drives his cart where he's not supposed to. He's like us. He's a ghouligan. In-game betting on golf is what I imagine crack to be like. Golf can humble you. Unless you're as good-looking as Tom Brady. By the way, I don't sit around thinking about smoking crack and what it would be like. I was just trying to make a point. To the people who called the starter at my golf course, to inform him, I was on a fairway on a course that was cart path only. Just know, I did so unknowingly. I know who you are. I have a particular set of skills. You break a single rule moving forward, and that starter will be coming for you. How about that? (laughs) You know what they did, Dan? What'd they do? They opened up a can of worms. Oh, yes. No, I'm sorry. They opened up a can of anacondas. (laughs) Monday afternoon, 2.50 p.m. Eastern, CBSSports.com. Second headline, Hall of Fame quarterback sees himself in Joe Burrow. You know what I see, Dan? What do you see? Hashtag COVID-19. <laughs> the quarterback, by the way, Kurt Warner. Back to that can for a second. It's really just a can of wieners. 
actually one small, tiny wiener. But they opened it back to Warner for a second. Kurt, you went undrafted. You were bagging groceries. You have nothing in common with Joe Burrow. Also, I promise you, what Joe Burrow sees when he looks at himself is not Kurt Warner. Anytime I see a headline involving Matt Barnes, I fear that Derek Fisher has lived his last day. <laughs> what happened there? Carson you Palmer just, you offers... Made Matt, you made Matt Bar Barnes a murderer. I should have done that. I didn't even put it in there. And I got there. Carson Palmer offered some advice to Joe Burrow. Said he could change the culture in Cincinnati. Just like Carson did. When he refused to ever play another down for the Bengals. <laughs> Reggie Bush is making perfect sense. Yet he is still the last guy I want to hear from regarding the paying of college athletes. Hell am I doing? Speaking of hell, Art Bryles. Dan, those are the weekend observations. Three days worth of weekend observations right there. Because remember, yesterday was technically a holiday. Some people have been on holiday forever, it seems like, with the quarantine. But nonetheless, it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday night. And it is Hawk and Crowder. I think he may have turned in one of the better actor athlete, acting athlete performances of all time. Whew. The love for Uncut Gems will continue. Plus, I've got another celebrity story for you on the way on the Best of the Joe Show. Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Happy birthday, Lenny Kravitz, 56 years old. Lenny Kravitz, congratulations on the birthday, being a great musician, a cool guy, and you are the father to one of the most beautiful women in the world, one Zoe Kravitz. Woo! He and Lisa Bonet had that baby, and ooh, I met Zoe Kravitz, a couple of years ago, she was shooting a movie with Emil Hirsch right across the street from the radio station I was working at. I actually ran down there because I was a PD. I was trying to just get an interview with one of the stars. And she came out of her trailer just to say hello. Oh, I never really get tongue-tied around women. I don't always say the smoothest thing, but I can always form words. She was so beautiful and so attractive. I, can't, I think I blacked out for her. I'm, I'm kind of blacking out right now just thinking about it. Wow. Zoe Kravitz. Whew. Whew. Just hearing the song right now got me excited. Speaking of excited, Hawk, he is excited about Uncut Gems making its way to Netflix. He can't stop talking about it. Plus, got some Charles Barkley basketball for you right here. Go on a Tuesday feels like a Monday. You watched Uncut Gems on Netflix yesterday, and you thought Adam Sandler and Kevin Garnett were a good Jew and black combo. Wait till you hear Hawkman and Crowder today. Hello? <laughs> I would actually say Kevin and Adam weren't a great combination. Let's be what? honest. What? What? 
Are oh, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they were a little bit uh, at odds during They uh, weren't working together. We're working together, Hawk. They were actually working opposite sides. I will I will tell you this, though, and we'll we'll talk about Uncut Gems today. It went uh, a little bit viral uh, yesterday because it was released on Netflix. And you know I'm in love with the movie. I don't know. You watched it, Crowder? Yes, I watched okay, it. Very, I, me and my wife watched it. We watched it close. I, uh, I, I don't know yet what you thought of it. I, I've specifically not asked you, and we'll get to that today. But I I, uh, I do think this, Kevin Garnett may have turned in one of the better athlete acting performances. Even though he was playing himself, he was still yeah. acting. I think he may have turned in one of the better actor athlete, acting athlete performances of all time. Ooh. I would have to think about it. And we'll, I know we'll talk about it today, but he's, he's up in the top five. I, I would say I was more surprised by his acting than anything yes. else. Yes. Yes. You're right. Me too. Right. Me too. Uh, long weekend with a taste of sports. We had some golf and uh, the word that sports is coming back is starting to spread. So we have a lot to sort through today along with our typical nonsense. Just a couple things to get everybody caught up. Dolphins owner Stephen Ross, he was on CNBC this morning as part of his role as chairman of the Related Group, which is his, uh, his real estate company. But they obviously asked him... Uh, an NFL or two, he said there will definitely be a football season this year and that the real question is, will there be fans in the stadiums? Um, so I think we kind of know that. NFL is forging ahead. They did the draft. There's going to be a season, I would think. And uh, and I did see something over the weekend as well that they're planning for a season with fans until they're told otherwise. So that's the, the planning. Charles Barkley yesterday on the Paul Feinbaum show on ESPN. He said, quote, I do know this, talking to my bosses at Turner, we're going to play basketball. Uh, he said, it's going to be in Florida and Vegas or just Florida. We're going to make a decision in the next week. I'm 100% sure we're going to play. And then he goes on to say, I know my friends in Major League Baseball are going to play. I think that the Hockey League is going to play. I think that pro football and college football can sit back and see how it goes for us. And then for actual sports, even though it was an exhibition this weekend, uh, for those of you that watched the match, the uh, the golf match, Darren Ravel had tweeted out, the match drew an average of 5.8 million viewers, a record for a golf event on cable. For, for perspective, the Last Dance episodes averaged 5.6 million viewers. So more people were tuning in to see the match than the Last Dance, and you know how viral the Last Dance was. John Aurand from Sports Business Journal, he tweeted out, the match, Champions for Charity, 5.8 million viewers, the most watched golf event in cable TV history, says TNT, not a network, but cable. And its peak was 6.3 million viewers Ooh. around 5.45. So did you watch any of that this weekend? Yes. I watched that. I didn't watch all of it. We, we cut it on. I was watching it. How does Under Armour lose when you're the only <laughs> thing on? You have 6 million people watching and you're the loser of that event. Man, last, come on. Let's couple. Well, who was it? So Zion blew out a Nike shoe and yeah. Tom Brady blew out Under Armour pants. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot harder to blow out a Nike shoe than split your ass <laughs> on your shorts, big man. Man, I loved it. I thought that was so much fun. I watched it from hole one to hole 18. We actually had friends over, very safe, you know, just four 
for friends um trying to get back into the the normal swing of things but yeah my wife my kid we watched it. i thought it was a lot of fun and 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 as you can see from the quotes and the stuff that i'm reading you from over the weekend we're headed in the direction of sports leagues are gonna play and it'll be obviously for nhl and nba abbreviated seasons probably without fans maybe one locale but it's going to get played and uh and i think my gut instinct is telling me football gets played i i think you'll have fans in some stadiums and less fans or no fans in others but i think we're we're headed in the direction of everyone going okay we need to do this somehow and so let's do it we'll have contingencies but we're going to get our sports in and certainly there's an appetite for it on tv yeah and i think football i'm with you and Stephen ross came out and said it they're gonna play i think i think the question now is how many people are we gonna watch let let watch them play i think that's what they have to go through now because right. i believe football is gonna go into it the same way we see it they're gonna have camp they're gonna have, you know they're gonna be prepared the nhl and nba it excites me almost just as much because now the real good players are gonna be great because like all this double team let's pick and roll let's let's scheme this 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 trap up no the ballers go out there and ball and i think yep. that's what the nhl and nba are going to be i'm excited for it to come back well that's what like i mean if you're lebron right or if you're jimmy butler for the heat and they go okay here's what's going to happen it's going to start in orlando and it's going to be whatever rounds of uh, whatever and blah 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 you if you're an alpha dog it's yeah. just get me the ball yes get me yes. the ball i haven't played since march my legs are fresh. I can, whatever, however long this is going to be, a couple months or whatever, get me the ball. Forget about your rotations, coach. Forget about that. Like, get me the ball and let me get a championship under the weight of my shoulders. Yes. I think it's going to be like and one mixtape. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, um, hey, Duncan, go stand in the corner. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, get up top, take the rock, and let's see what our, what our all-star, what our, you know, max player is going to do. I think, bro, to be honest, it might make NBA better. I'm not going to lie. I think so. Yeah, yeah, because it's this frenetic pace, right? And it's compact. And, like, again, if I'm LeBron, I go, hey, my window of opportunity is closing. So I don't need to be spreading the ball around. Like, give me the rock. Like you said, <laughs> like this ring, this one, it's all on my legs. You know, and you got AD, whatever. And and But, yeah, I'm going to make this happen. But conversely, if I'm Jimmy Butler, I'm going, you know what? I don't even have the grind of an 82-game season or whatever. Like, I can I can sneak my way into a finals here by just yeah. taking bleep over. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, my God. And, like, a guy like your, um, who's your boy with the little tennis ball head? Um, Trey. Atlanta Hawks. Oh, Trey guy. Young? Oh, bro, yeah. A guy like Trey Young, one of those, shoot, Devin Booker. Bro, they're all gonna, they are going to let it fly when yep. they go back to Orlando. Or yep. Just shoot. We'll talk about the movie Uncut Gems today. It's uh, it's out on Netflix, and there's a lot to discuss. So uh, things are happening fast and furious. Let's get headlines first, though, with our own Alejandro Solana, who's got some block rocking beats. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. He will make an announcement on the NHL's return to play plan today, 4.30 p.m. All right. So uh, everyone's coming out, you know, it was leaked yesterday that it's highly likely NBA and Disney. And so Gary Bettman will announce the NHL's plans. And obviously, Panthers fans, you're, you're a little bit on pins and needles because if they say it's just a playoff tournament, whoever was in the playoffs, it's now a tournament. 
well, that would be bad news for the Panthers. But what leaked out this weekend was, I think it was 24 teams, something like that, which would leave the Panthers still in contention to get into the playoffs. Drop the puck. Drop the puck. Let's get some block rocking beats. <laughs> Steven Ross, he said today that there will, his quote, definitely be an NFL season in 2020. And his current plan is that there will be fans in the stadium. All right. I'm good for that. Okay. That's the question. How many people are they going to let watch their players play? I, I, that's, I 100% believe that. I mean, if they limited it to, say, 15,000 people, I think I might go to a game. Like, if it was 15,000 people in a stadium that holds that many, I think I might go. I would be in the alumni suite. I'm good. <laughs> right. You'll be safe. <laughs> Just be careful from a Ronde. Ronde might you get know, that virus. As soon as I said it, I thought about some of the alumni, and I might be safer in the 400 level. <laughs> O.J. McDuffie, he's fine. Take, yeah. uh, take a look at a Ronde, though. <laughs> talk to me. O.J., stay there. O.J., stay over there. Well, text. Just text me. If you want to talk, just text me. Right now, guys, the most important match, arguably, but I think it's the most important match in the German Bundesliga is uh, 10 minutes from its conclusion. Bayern Munich, who's atop the table right now, is playing the second team in the table. Borussia Dortmund, Bayern Munich leads 1-0. Nine minutes left. I've, I've been watching here to coming down to a thrilling end. Manuel Neuer making some fantastic saves for Bayern Munich. Um, I'll tell you what, this uh, Boudin Lisa is really getting all their games in, I guess, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's Lisa. a bad woman, boy. She got him yeah. out there. Joe Budden Lisa. When Boudin <laughs> says, get your ass on the field, they go on the field. Some Boudin Lisa. Let me, hey, Salon, I don't know what you just said. I don't know any of these names. I don't know what the hell a Boudin Lisa is. Is is soccer the same? Because that's kind of that measuring stick. It's, is soccer the same? As, or is, it, is the game the same without fans? I was going to ask you if you guys had uh, watched any of the Bundesliga, the German top flight league um, because what some of the bigger teams some of the bigger stadiums have been doing is pumping in fan noise they've changed some of the camera angles limited camera angles now as well where you're not getting like the panel well shots it's, it's and, the network that's pumping in the sound right it's not the stadium right I, 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 that, you're, you're correct right it's it's the the sound that the the i think because i watch it i think it sounds great yeah. and i hope they do that with the nfl i don't understand why everyone wants to be a purist all of a sudden well if there's no sound there i can't hear it who gives a bleep make it sound and look like football to me right i don't understand that they got you know jimmy kimmel and and uh fallon and colbert they're doing their shows from their home and there's no laugh track i don't care if there's a laugh track i know they don't have a studio audience in their house they make it funnier (laughs) what are we doing here what are we doing here? I agree with Hawk. I actually watched two Bundesliga matches this past weekend, Union Berlin. They did not pipe in the sound. Then I watched the Kern match, and they did pipe in the sound. And really, I forgot that there was no crowd there when they piped in the sound. It was that real of an experience. So hopefully they'll do that going forward with a lot of the other sporting events, make you kind of feel good. Someone that's not feeling that good these days, Aaron Rodgers. You know why, but he'll kind of explain how he's okay, but not okay with Green Bay Packers and their new quarterback. I was watching the draft, the feed with A.J. Hawk and Pat McAfee and, and his boys. Um, and I think, you know, the general reaction at first was, was surprise. I think like many people, you know, obviously I'm not going to say that I was thrilled by by the pick necessarily, but I, I understand the organization is, is thinking not only about the, the present, but about the future. And I respect that. You know, I understand uh, their focus and their mindset. And obviously they thought that uh, he was such a great talent that they needed to go up and get him. I like Aaron Rodgers because he wears his heart on his sleeve. He doesn't mix his words. He's a little salty, which is always really good. Speaking of salty, but oh so sweet, 
Greg Likens. He is going to be doing his thing here, there, and everywhere. We're going to get to him another day, though. I got to tell you, we've got some Florida Panthers hockey coming up. It's a replay, granted, but nonetheless, it is just about five minutes away. Download the podcast wherever you get the podcast. I am Dan Day on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. And, as always, you've been listening to the best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.